Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Irish Illustrated Insider. It is a college football season at the crossroads. It started with the Mid-American Conference bowing out over the weekend. But the key point here is the, the, the power fives and the power five commissioners gathered on Sunday. And it sounds like there's a really good possibility, certainly with the big 10 and PAC 12 that, um, that this season is going to be put on hold. Yeah, I think uh, up until this, I went to bed last night, figuring it was going to be put on hold by Wednesday or Thursday. Um, False hope of course is what I probably have this morning when, just seeing a tweet from Matt Hayes, senior college football writer from SB Nation, noting that he received word from a athletic director from the Power Five that it looks like it's the ACC, Big 12, and SEC against those two conferences. Um, I don't dispute the validity of his text, but the notion is what we don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's really going to be something. Can the ACC, Big 12, and SEC play football? Um, Realistically, will they do that if the Big 10 and Pac-12 cancel too? I think – well, I think the SEC is going to play <laughs> virtually <laughs> under any circumstances. And if you can get the ACC and the Big 12 to join them, yes. I mean, certainly from our perspective, as long as the ACC plays, uh, we've, we have something to report on. But you need those other two conferences just to add validity to the entire season. You know, my notion over the weekend was, okay, the Mac's the Mac. It's a group of five. And when one of the power five conferences goes – um, that's when it comes to an end. I still basically believe that, but again, you know, the SEC is bound and determined, and I don't know if the ACC and Big 12 are as, quote, bound and determined. Um, you know, there's some other factors involved here besides COVID-19. I think the, the I wouldn't call it unionization of the players, but the united front of the players is certainly a concern to to the conferences and where they go from here. I think that's a I think that's a topic that they're all willing to address, but I don't know that they can come to a conclusion to that, uh, you know, before this 2020 fall season begins. Well, no, especially when uh, the momentum starts within a month of the 2020 fall season beginning, that's going to be what frustrates fans. I think that it was, there was May, June, July, and August for, for this momentum, for these conversations to happen. They, they didn't properly happen. I don't know who mentioned uh, I've, you know, Twitter is an odd machine, but I heard last month on Twitter, someone said, talking to some athletic directors, it seems like hope is their number one goal in defeating this in August. Um, that's what we're supposed to have, hope, uh, as opposed to a plan in place. Now, I don't know what plan you could have put in place other than why, if the momentum was to try to play, why in the last week and a half is the momentum not to play? Has there been enough on campuses to make people think this isn't viable because we know there's plenty of schools that have done a great job of maintaining their plan for social distancing and starting this off. Now the the people are just getting back when I say people, I mean students, but that was always going to happen too. It just seems like this is the oddest time. If it was September 12th and we didn't have football, we found out about it on September 5th. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I just find it odd right now. 
Yeah, you know, we don't know the conversations that they've had with the medical profession, you know, what kind of feedback they're getting there. Certainly the Notre Dame players, uh, they began to speak out on Sunday, including Ian Book, you know, the hashtag we want to play. We know that Ohio State wants to play. We know that Clemson wants to play, including Trevor Lawrence. And I think Trevor Lawrence's voice is going to help, has already helped a lot of players decide to join that movement because he's the one that, I mean, he's a guy that could easily sit out and not matter at all. If he, you know, this, that's the number one person that could say, yeah, season's over. Yeah, but players are players and administrators are administrators. And at the I end agree. of the day, we know where the players rank in, in that hierarchy. And, and that's what's at issue. It certainly helps that you have players that are outspoken and pushing for it. I think that keeps the season alive to some extent uh, or, or, or pushes it further on. Now, Jack Swarbrick uh, indicated in a recent interview that you know, his concern, knowing that school starts today uh, at, at Notre yeah. Dame, his concern is, you know, what happens in terms of COVID be, from this point forward? I am I completely agree with him, but that's why I don't understand from this point prior why all of a sudden there's so much momentum to stop. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I bring up the medical profession, because yeah. we don't know what they're they're being told. It seems like that they would be telling them the same thing. Be wary of this once your students hit campus, once you start practicing again, unless... Unless, thing, unless enough programs know that this is not working, and that's why they're so wary of it. Um, it might be a thing, Tim, we've talked about Notre Dame adding 7,500 people to the Petri dish, and Wisconsin and Big Ten schools are adding 35,000, and that just might be logic and math. Taking right, time. yeah. It's it, it's certainly much greater. And, you know, it may just come down to just philosophy here. I mean, just in turn, look, we know, just go to our message board, we know the varying degrees, the varying opinions about COVID and whether it's real and whether it's not real. And, you know, you have human beings with the same emotions in the Big Ten and Pac-12, and, and apparently they're a little bit different with the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12. Um, I, I think that there are a lot of, there are a lot of fronts here. I mentioned the, the, the unification uh, of the players and how you deal with that. Um, the start of school, we know, you know, Notre Dame, right away there was a report about a Notre Dame student testing positive. I mean, if we're going to go that route every time oh, yeah. somebody tests positive in school, that, you know, that Notre Dame has gone to great lengths to to put some safeguards in place, knowing full well it's going to happen. Um, if we're going to report every time that there's a report of a positive test, we're going to drive ourselves crazy. Yeah, it, it- there's going to be positive tests on the team too, just because it, it's, it's hard. I mean, anybody involved with that team, it is extremely difficult to maintain diligence in social distancing through December, through the end of November. It's impossible. Really. It really is impossible. Um, I think we've talked about this on previous podcasts enough. What is the point where it is the contact tracing becomes so important. So if, if one wide receiver has it, test positive, how many are you quarantining? Are you just quarantining his roommates? Are you quarantining anyone that's been in a wide receiver room with him? Because if you're quarantining the wide receiver room, medical professionals say you have to quarantine the wide receiver room. This season's over, right? A offensive lineman or a wide receiver is going to get this. Or a quarterback or a defensive lineman. But if it's just, well, his roommates have to be quarantined, but other than that, you've been practicing at six feet of social distancing and you've adhered to those rules and we test other people and they are, I know the testing isn't perfect, but at what point, what's the number? At what point, it's not number of positives, it's number of positives in contact with the rest of your team, right? 
Yeah. And you, I know you wanted to bring up this point because it was left a little bit open-ended with our last podcast about the lodging of sophomores, juniors, and seniors this year. Freshmen, freshmen are on campus yeah. in um, dorms. Uh, but go ahead, Tim, because there's some, Notre Dame has allowed for some flexibility in terms of housing, not, not just football players, right? Every, it's, everybody, it's across yeah. the board. In right. 2018, there was a, um, a, a rule passed that students had to live on campus for three years instead of two. Um, that included football players. There's always been ways around that without, without getting into the ways around it. For all of our lives, football players have had a residence address on campus and plenty have not lived on campus. It's an easy thing to do. You move off with your friends, it's free housing, so you just do that. Now, I got a message from a Notre Dame official to listen to our podcast last week saying, just to let you know, this year, sophomores and juniors can live off campus. All students, he just said students, not student athletes, it includes both. And that counts as a year on campus for them. They're supposed to have three years on campus. So basically, they have waived the rule this year. Freshmen were not in that text. I believe freshmen have to be on campus. I understand the policy of Notre Dame saying freshmen always have to start on campus. I get it. That is part that is central to Notre Dame's community, how they feel about campus community. I do feel like this year an exception should be made. Um, I don't know why you would put, if you're trying to put a football product out there, this is not saying they are special human beings. It's saying we're trying to protect a product that is doing something different than the rest of our, of our campus community. You have to allow the freshmen to live off campus this year with teammates. Yeah, not, we're, I mean, we're, it's not going to happen, but that's something that has to happen. We're way past the special privileges yeah. level here. It's about, it's about I, I'm going to say preservation. Maybe that's a little bit too strong of a word, but it's just about trying to get through a school year. You know I mean? That, that's what it comes down to. And by saying sophomores, juniors, and seniors can move off campus, yeah, I guess that helps to some degree, but they're going to be under no – no guidelines from anybody but themselves in terms of who no, they but come you don't in contact have, with. You just don't I mean? come into indoor contact with as many people in your six-person apartment. Oh, sure. No, no yeah, doubt about that's it. That's just a math, that's a math thing again. If we, now, it's still up to you to not go to Corby's, obviously. Right. <laughs> and it, 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 it's still a math thing with the freshmen, but the freshmen are going to, you know, they're going to come in contact with all the football, uh, all the ju- uh, sophomore juniors and senior football players. So, I'm not sure it's uh, it's going to be it's going to make a difference. We sit back in in, in judgment, and and I, this is something that I've criticized the people in the media sit back in judgment about the job that the administrators are doing. We have absolutely no idea, no, no. what these people have had to deal with. I know I've been in contact with Jack Swarbrick since the middle of March, and the, and the things that he's had to deal with, and the uncertainty from minute to minute, let alone week to week football season of football season is absolutely incredible. And, and to think that to think that they're overlooking things and that we have a better perspective on it is, is really ridiculous. It's, it's, it's survival trying to survive a school year, a fall semester and get through a football season. And um, it's looking pretty grim now. Yeah. I, <laughs> The scope of this goes well beyond any any writer's research and interviews he can have with certain people, unless unless Jack Swarbrick were to say to you while on a three way phone call with someone from the ACC, "Well, this is really what we're trying to work through right here." We have no clue what is happening. I, I find it odd from a just a logical standpoint why it snowballed so much this past week. I mean, you're releasing a schedule. This is when we're going to go play, 
and five days later, well, we can't possibly play. Is is it's just strange timing if you're looking at it from the outside. As you said, medical professionals have probably offered some more insight. I just wish maybe that could have come July fifteenth or June fifteenth. Right, I understand. I think that's a legitimate question on your part, and and maybe clarity in time will come to us. This has been Irish Illustrated Insider. It's college football season at the crossroads. <laughs>